Sure, you may have tuned into today's podcast not expecting to hear from me, Dan, but you weren't so lucky. You're still stuck with me for 90 seconds. Neil and Eric are coming up here in just a moment, but I wanted to remind everybody before we even get into the intro music that the draft guide from hoop-ball.com comes out first thing on Friday morning. That is less than a day away. In fact, as of the time this podcast is going live, it is 14 hours away. $13.99 is the draft guide price. 14 hours is the time. Maybe I should have just gone with a $13.99 theme there. $13.99, once again, the draft guide price just for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. It's the only time, coupons or no coupons, you'll be able to get the draft guide for $13.99. Go to hoop-ball.com if you want to learn more. The best way, though, to make sure you get all the deals available when they are available is to follow at HoopBallFantasy, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, Fantasy, all one word. That's the Twitter handle. We'll be tweeting out links to our draft guide landing page, which also will have deals for the pro package, the champions package, the Brewski 150 early release, and of course, Game Time Premium. You may have known it last year as the premium membership. It's Game Time Premium now. That's all part of what's going on at Hoop Ball, and all of those things, the draft guide, of course, being the flagship item, go on sale Friday at 12.01 a.m. Pacific time. Okay, thanks for listening to me. I told you you weren't going to have to check me out for two days. I lied. Enjoy the show. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy MBA Today show, a hoop ball presentation for August 22nd, 2019. Dan Bespris is off enjoying the summer Thursday. My name is Neil Rochlani. I'll be hosting the show today and back on after a bit of a hiatus, or not a hiatus, just I haven't had you on for a while, is Eric Ong, senior writer at Hoop Ball. Um, someone who I've learned a lot from reading about and also just chatting back and forth with about fantasy NBA basketball. Uh, Eric, how you doing today? Hey there, Neil. Um, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, a big shout out and hello to all the listeners out there. I'm glad to be back and excited for to do this show. Yeah, and I will mention you are working on uh, the Hoop Ball Draft Guide, which is released, I believe, Friday uh, at midnight Pacific time. So uh, do you want to say how many hours you've put in on that, or is that confidential too? I don't really count, but it, it's a lot It's a lot of work uh, I've done. I've chipped in a couple of articles here and there. And um, just before coming on this recording with you, I, I I was busy working on um, some formatting and um, you know putting in some finishing touches to to the draft guide, which I'm sure a lot of people are already excited to read. Um, I've noticed that more and more people have been drafting earlier and earlier for some reason. Um, I I think I've shared with you just before we we started this recording that. Um, I'm in one league that decided to draft um, in mid-July for some reason. 
it, it's just that um, they 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 had the they had the itch and just just had to lock in their teams. We um, at the time uh, when we drafted Yahoo was still um, hadn't opened its you know fantasy basketball doors yet. We actually got together and did the draft online via a Facebook Messenger group, and it was a slow draft. We had something like a 12-hour per pick limit, and it was just um, a communal, um, you know, repeating of, of, of the players drafted, etc. And some some guy was just taking note of who were drafted and copy-pasting the, the previous rounds, and that was... That was a mess. <laughs> just, just, just think. For example, the poor guy who wanted to invest in Demarcus Cousins, who obviously should not be drafted in normal leagues, but the guy already took him. Yeah, no, that's that's early. I, I'm, I'm having my main home league draft at the end of September, and I think that's too early. I like to go uh, about three or four days before the start of the season. Have you? So your draft completed? Have has anyone made any like? Um, Moves already, like free agent moves. Well, the the league was just inputted recently, and yeah. I think free agency will open tomorrow night. So no moves have not been made yet. But I'm pretty sure, for example, the team that drafted Demarcus Cousins will be dropping him as soon as possible to probably put on a waiver for some guy who was who was undrafted. So you know there were some interesting names. Who were left undrafted? Um, I could just, you know, yeah, yeah. What interesting. You tell, what, you well, what, how, what big of league? How many teams were in the league? Oh yeah, all right. It's a it's a sixteen team league. There were, um, I think, thirteen roster spots per team. So so it is pretty deep. Uh, but ironically, here are a couple of names that stood out to me that were left undrafted. Um, you know, guys like Bretons, Derek Rose, um, Potal, uh, Marvin Williams for some reason was undrafted. And he's, this is just, you know, a, a testament to how much Marvin Williams has been underrated throughout the years. I mean, we drafted, you know, over 200 players. Um, and guys like Rodney Hood did make the cut, Dion Waiters. Um, George Hill and oh my gosh, Malik B. Okay, I am putting on. <laughs> I hope they're not listening, but I'm going to put a waiver for Malik Beasley. He was undrafted. I don't know how he slipped through the cracks. I'm not sure who did I pick in the last round. I think I got Luke Kennard. So, would you rather have Luke Kennard or Malik Beasley? Yikes! Uh, I think. How many? Should I drop? How, how, many, no, how many roster spots can you? Um, you can keep. You start ten players. Yeah, something like that. Wait, let me so let me just put spots. that up. But that's yeah. an interesting. Uh, this is a daily roster changes league. Yeah. Um. Wait, is, is, yeah. It is it unlimited or is it game capped? It's it's game and no, it's um it's unlimited because it's it's head to head and okay. um we have three bench spots. Yeah, we're starting ten players. With three bench spots, the the worst guy, my well, at least my last pick was Luke Kennard. Um, I kind of like his upside. I know we were not supposed to talk about this, but <laughs> I kind of have a crush on Luke Kennard. 
this season as don't, a don't nice. Give, don't give away the whole draft guide here. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Right. right. Uh, no, he's I'm a personal kidding. crush. Um, he's a personal crush that um, he he left a mark um, in my memory towards the end of last season because I owned him in one league and he was performing quite well. Um, he was one of the the guys who stepped up when Blake Griffin was sitting and, you know, he was starting to score, you know, 18, 20 points a game on solid shooting. I, I think that um, he's going to be like a, a new Joe Harris kind of template, you know, player, you know, solid shooting percentages, threes, not much else outside of that. But at the end of drafts, that's the kind of player I want. Somebody who won't hurt me anywhere, but will shore up the often forgotten stat of threes. Um, so he's a guy. But Malik Beasley is 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 kind of tantalizing, actually. Uh, going back, so that we're we're a show. Um, let's give some advice. Give me advice, dude. Yes, I will give you what I would do. I would take Kennard. At least I would draft Kennard and then see how it plays out. I have a – well, usually <laughs> I, I, end, I, end up dra- I usually end up dropping about my last two or three picks because waiver wires you know, tend to be pretty hot. But in, in a league that deep, there may not be that much out there. Um, I would stick with Kennard. I, w- I would stick with him for the first – month almost before i drop them i think so and and um i i I guess what 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 stuck in my head when i did make that move was that canard starting yeah beasley isn't uh and towards the end gary harris was getting healthier and um if we're starting the season with a healthy gary harris there won't be as much minutes for beasley and if everyone who's listening will recall a lot of Beasley's value last season, and it's important to put these these performances in context, uh, was was due to the fact that Gary Harris missed a ton of games and Beasley had to step up as he, you know, started in Harris's place. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to see much of a role in Lester's injuries. I mean, he may get some minutes um, just to uh, give some guys rest, but I don't think he'll get a lot of a lot of value unless. I think Kennard has has a potential to be a top one hundred and fifty player. I think that's Fair safer. Enough. But Beasley yeah. is could yeah. be their you know, six man. You never know. I mean, I, I still okay. Just just but let we, me we, put we, this I, out there. Yeah, because I think Beasley will perform on a per game value. Here's a segue for you. Yes, but on a per game value, better than Michael Porter Jr. Oh. Wow! Yeah, I haven't even been thinking about him. He, did he get but, drafted? Did he get drafted? Um, yes, he did. I think he did. so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because um, I I think that Beasley has first of all earned you know his right to to that sixth man role, and I think he's paid his dues. He's shown that he can step up and produce you know at times on a good game Jamal Murray like numbers. You know, you know when he does play well, he can hit those threes. He, you know, he can score. He can, you know, steal the ball every now and then, and provide solid, you know, standard league value. Um, and he was one of the more interesting pickups in free agency in the fantasy game last season. Um, but yeah, I think he'll do better than MPJ. Um, well, let, let's segue away from 
Malik Beasley, <laughs> Luke Kennard. Because while interesting in deeper leagues, probably not going to be players most people have on their rosters this season at any time. Uh, if you play in center 10-team leagues or 12-team leagues. So, Eric, before we got on... Um, oh, actually, I got I to gotta stop the press for a second. We, I got to mention our sponsor, uh, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, for those of you who are newer to the show, they are a presenting sponsor. They produce delicious coffee products from the great state of Hawaii. You can find them on... Uh, Amazon.com or directly on their website at HawaiianIsles.com, uh, HawaiianIsles.com, excuse me, or Kona Coffee is their Twitter handle if you want to give them a follow. Um, all right, so let, let's move to uh, some bigger name players. And uh, what I wanted to do with you today, as I mentioned right before we got uh, recording this thing, um, we're going to go through the top players from last season on a per-game basis nine category i'm looking at basketball monster for my point of reference and i want you eric ong hoop balls writer extraordinaire fantasy i mean you're up there with aaron brewski in some circles i want you to tell me if they're going to do better or worse or the exact same as last season okay and then that's like a game yes i'm going to um also, way in. But answer as well, right? I What's mean, that? You'll, you'll give your your. I'll give mine. Your for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yes. Okay. All right. So, with that, so one, uh, what, what are my official answers here? Um, higher, lower, and same. Is yeah, that... better, worse, or same. I guess I would uh, better, I, I, worse, or same. Yeah, because higher, lower sometimes can be confusing with numbers. All right, better, <laughs> worse, or same. Yeah, gotcha. better, better, same worse, or the same. And when I say same, same, I mean basically within. You know, it doesn't have to be the exact same, but you know, very hard to say whether they're better or worse. Um, all right, so last year, uh, number one player on nine category leagues on a per game basis was James Harden. Uh, runaway in eight category leagues, nine category leagues squeaked it out on a per game basis. Um, what are your thoughts? Will he finish number one again? He will finish worse than number one. He will finish worse than number one. And you're pretty confident about that? Yeah, I, I think that the Russell Westbrook factor will yeah. play a role. I am just not, um, I cannot just quantify it into the impact that it'll make on Harden stats. But I believe that there will be a negative impact somehow as, you know, the usage is just mind-boggling. And I don't know how they're going to share that usage. So that's my short answer as why uh, Harden will finish worse in nine cat per game. All right. Number two on a per-game basis. This one's a little deceiving because he did not play that many games. Um, But... Presumably he will this year as a Los Angeles Laker, and that was Anthony Davis. Uh, number two, does he get the top spot? Does he fall? Does he stay about the same? What do you think? He will perform better, and by that I I am saying that Anthony Davis is going to be the number one player on a per-game basis, you know, fantasy nine-cat, just being in the situation that he's in with the Lakers, considering how they didn't – um, how they weren't able to, you know, grab as many um, extra role players to surround Davis and and LeBron, plus the loss of our poor aforementioned uh, Demarcus Cousins. I think Davis is going to rock it out. 
Are you at all worried about injury? Uh, with Davis, yes, that's always a concern. But since but not, we're talking not, about, but you'll still take you would take a number one if you had that pick. Um. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. That, that's that's what I mean. How you're obviously not that concerned if you're going to take him number one. Um, well, we're talking about for a game basis here. Yeah. Not yeah. Total. So yeah, yeah, wanna... yeah. But, well, but also from no, I'm talking about. I, I'm doing per game on a uh, for the rankings. I'm talking about drafting next season for. Uh, no, uh, I'm still taking first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to make sure because I want, I want, I want uh, thoughts about drafting someone next season. This is uh, sure. trying to sure. help people understand where you are at on that. All right, uh, this one is going to be hard to not take worse, but maybe, maybe you'll say better. Uh, number three last year was Paul George. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> um. One word, shoulder. <laughs> yes, yes, he's got to get worse, right? Yep. And um, the fact that he is surrounded now with a lot more talent, um, especially on the offensive end, guys like Lou Williams, Harrell, um, obviously Kawhi, all of these guys are going to be able to take off a lot of the pressure that George had on his shoulders last season. He's going to be able to ideally you know power things down a bit you know share those load management minutes with Kawhi and you know clearly the Clippers are after a title they're gonna manage both guys and there's no need to to burn that candle too quickly early on I agree there's no way he goes he finishes third again this year uh number four last year uh, again, on a per-game basis, was Steph Curry. Where do you see him this year? Better. Better. Yeah. Yes. He's, my, he's my number one guy, actually. He, <laughs> he's my okay. number one guy. I have Anthony Davis, too. Um, Steph Curry, one. Who do, you, do you have Steph Curry second? Yes, I do. Oh. <laughs> so we're, we're just a guy apart. <laughs> we're just um, a guy. I Although I think you could take either one, honestly. I I, yes. I, I think it's easy to make a case for either player. Um I think that we're going to see a tug of war uh, as far as that first ranking position in, you know, fantasy value between both guys are concerned. All for obvious reasons, given the injuries that the the Warriors are dealing with, Curry is going to have to to carry them on his, you know, on his shoulders and I can see him erupting for something like six threes a game. For, 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 a, for a good portion of the season. And that's just ridiculous right there. Oh, yeah. And he's going to score like 35. He's going to have like James Harden points next year. It's going to be crazy. Um, all right. Um, fifth last year um, goes to Carl Anthony Towns. Eric Ong, what do you think about this year? Better. 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 Wow. That's one, this one, I would say he's going to finish fifth again. Um Big call. Do you think he's finished his third? Is that where you have him? Um, I think he's going to finish fourth. Okay. okay. Maybe, you know, so somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, okay. The, the thing with Towns is, first of all, he doesn't hurt you anywhere. And last season, because of the improvement in his blocks, um, he solidified his position as, you know, a top five asset. And I think he's still going to make a um, reasonable but incremental step forward in terms of improving as a player. And we're going to feel that in the stat sheet. Yeah, I think he's a very safe first-round pick. Um, he may play the most games of any of the guys you mentioned so far. 
Um, number six last year per game basis was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, this year, you think? A little bit better, marginally better, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So it, it's it's somewhere between better and the same. Yeah. I see him as five top six guy. Um, until he addresses um, his concerns as far as free throw shooting is there. Um, obviously, turnovers will be will be an issue when it comes to Giannis, but um, he's a counting cats monster, and and that's always juicy to see. I totally agree. I think that free throw percentage keeps him out of the top top three for sure. Uh, maybe he falls a little bit, but I think six is pretty safe. Uh, number seven, last year on a per-game basis, did not play that many games, or not a whole lot of games, but the ones that really mattered the most he did, that was Kawhi Leonard. Um, will he finish seventh, do you think, this year? I think he'll finish a little bit worse on a per-game basis. Yeah, what about totals? Where do you think he might go? Somewhere the same. I, I think his his uh, games will still be managed quite heavily. Yeah. Um, I think the Clippers will take a, a page out of the playbook of, of what the Raptors did and try to duplicate, you know, what they did that 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 formula, so to speak, that got them that you know first ever championship for Toronto. And um, I think it's a smart blueprint, and um, I think Kawhi can replicate it in in in, in L.A. for the Clippers. Yeah, I think he gets to – he played 60, I think, last year. I think he gets to 68 this year, something like that. I don't think he's going to rest all that – I mean, as much as he did last year because I think the Clippers are going to be fighting for positioning out west. I think it's, they're not a foregone uh, best team out there. I think there's several teams that could be the top, be in the top four out there. So um, I think he's going to have to play more games. Um, and uh, I think he's safe It's. I don't think I know if I'd take him at seven, but I would take him certainly in the back half of the first round without thinking too much about it. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm not – just because I think he's going to finish somewhere in that in that region, that doesn't mean that's where I'd take him. Yeah. I I think he'll finish there, but I, I am, you know, um, play in a lot of head-to-head leagues, and those missed games of his um, weigh heavily – weigh him down. As far as I'm concerned, in my in my uh, personal rankings, so I am, um, you know, devaluing him on that merit on, on that demerit. Fair enough. I think my my thinking is that uh, although he will rest and be managed and, and that whole load management issue, I think a lot of top players are going to have that same thing. So I don't think the games played is going to be as different as we expect coming up. I think he might play maybe four or five fewer games than. Um, someone like Steph. We'll see. Um, number eight last year we can skip. It was Kevin Durant. Uh, number nine, Kyrie Irving. Now in Brooklyn, this is this is kind of hard to value because he's going to a brand new city, brand new organization, new players around him, new coach, all of that. How do you see him finishing this year? A little bit worse, I think. Um... I'm still on on the fence as to um, how he will gel with his new teammates. But I, like him, I do trust the organization. I think they've built a good culture. I think they have a good coach. I think um, Irving has an opportunity to thrive there. Um, but that said, 
with Kevin Durant still not playing, I think um, Irving will suffer uh, as far as turnovers are concerned. Mm-hmm. And that's going to probably drag down his 9-cat value a bit. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it fits in. I, I think I'd be. I don't think I'd take him in the first round this year. I think I'd be a little hesitant. I'm also worried that. Well, I don't think they're going to tank at the end of the season, but he may take some games off if it looks like they're not doing as well as they expected. Um, number ten, perhaps my favorite for MVP this coming season, uh, Joel Embiid. What do you think about him? Yeah, he could be better than 10. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. I, I have him a lot higher than that. Um, he played 64 games. I think he's going to play a lot closer to 70 or just below 70 um, as a worst-case scenario, barring any unforeseen injuries. Um, he lo- the, the load management worked for him. Um, he saw that it worked for Kawhi, and he, he sees the value in it. So uh, there, I, I think, I think he has a pretty well-rounded stat set, making him a fantasy darling. And the only thing that's been holding him back is that uh, for a big man, he he I think leads the league in turnovers among centers at three point five per game. If Embiid can you know bring those down closer to the levels of Carl Anthony Towns, I think um, he will be able to narrow the gap between the two guys. Yeah, I would not be surprised if he finished uh, ahead of Towns this year. He is getting better and better each year. Jimmy Butler's not there this year. Um, It's his team. I don't think there's a question about that. So We'll see if the stats that can uh, keep climbing. He's certainly getting better as a player every year. It's, it's amazing to watch. Um, number 11 last year was Nikola Vucevic. This is probably an easy one for you. Yeah, he's going to finish worse. I think that was his pretty much. He he, he flew as high as he possibly could, yeah. touched the sky, touched the sun. Um, but I don't see him falling down to earth like Icarus did. Yeah. I think that... Um, he he reached his peak and he's still at you know an optimal situation for him to um, at the very least provide value within a close tier. So maybe he won't be a top twelve guy, but he's a shoo-in to finish within the top twenty. Oh, because really? I don't see yeah. yes yes I, I'm I'm not letting him slide past that because. Um, if you look at it, the Magic didn't make any major changes. He's still their primary go-to guy. And um, despite the improvement we're expecting from guys like Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac, etc., um, you know, it's Vucevic's team. And he's proven that um, given that he shoots well from the field and the line and is, you know, pretty friendly from the the turnover department is it gives you one steal, one three, one block per game. There's very little you can ask for, you know, more you can ask for from Vooch. Um, yeah. so yeah, yeah, he's probably a very safe late second round pick. Uh, um, yeah. and he probably will fall there. I don't think people are gonna, gonna draft him in the first round for sure, and probably not until later in the second round. He just doesn't have that buzz around him, so we'll see, we'll see how shrewd, uh. 
my home league this year. All right. Um, number 12, uh, Damian Lillard. He seems to be like number 12 almost every season. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Does he stay the same? I think he'll finish better. I, I think he's he's worth he's worthy of you know to to enter the top ten. I think he's a a top ten caliber guy. Um, and when we're talking about the top ten, he's gonna have um, maybe a point zero five point zero four increase in 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 value overall per game. I think he's. He's a solid and safe pick. He's he hardly misses any games. Um, he's a safe bet to pick at the end of the first round if he does end up falling there. Yeah, he's a great late first round pick. Um, very safe, probably the safest one out there at the end of the first round. Um, although this player, so we are now done with round one. If you're playing twelve team leagues, we're now on team thirteen. Um, would you pair Lillard with last year's thirteen pick? Uh, Nikola Jokic. No, player. because I don't think Jokic deserves to fall this far. <laughs> yeah. I think he'll he will play far better than thirteenth. Yeah. Um, just for reference, I think he was picked somewhere in the top six in that sixteen-team league that I said already drafted. Holy and smokes! Who who went out? Did Giannis go after him? I I, I don't remember. I'll yeah. we'll we'll <laughs> we'll make a date of it, and you know break down those results. We'll just ask Dan's permission to, yeah. to cover it on the show. Um, but yeah, I think Jokic, I don't think Jokic has peaked yet. I think we, we can still see more of a guy who, you know, is a triple-double threat, you know, solid across the board. Um, you know, who else does 2010 and seven assists with solid shooting from both the field and the line? Um, those numbers are just too good to not take early in the draft. Um, probably a reason why he went that early is that league, despite being 16-team deep, um, has two center slots. So that could have played played a role in that um, the guy at that spot wanted you know, Jokic to be a key center and you know, fill that slot early. All right, moving right along. Fourteenth uh, last year was Bradley Beal. He put it all out there last year on the court. I'm worried he can't sustain that effort on a bad Wizards team. What do you think about his um, ranking for this coming season? I think he's gonna be the, okay. He's a shooting guard version of what you're looking at from Steph Curry. Okay. You, you love Steph Curry, you ranking him that high because mm-hmm. he's going to carry the, the Warriors. I think Beal's going to be doing the same for the Wizards. While the Wizards probably won't finish as good <laughs> as the Warriors, <laughs> no, Beal's going to still leave it all on the line. And I think he's a superstar in that sense and deserves to be picked, you know, late in the first instead of this, you know, instead of early second. Oh, fair enough. I, I just worry that uh, it's going to be such – it's going to be more demoralizing this year for some reason. I know last year they were not good, but I just, I worried he's going to be tired. Um, anyway, we'll see. I think you're right. The talent is there and he will have the opportunity to do it again. Um, number 15. Um, now with the Miami heat, Jimmy Butler, 
Last year, 15th overall uh, per game basis. This year, what do you think? Maybe slightly worse. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I was thinking about the move when, when the trade happened, and I ha- I'm having difficulty visualizing how he fits and um, whether or not he's going to clash which, with Coach Spolstra. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna suck it up and just be a follower because uh, Butler has always, you know, he's shown to be a very opinionated leader, um, and the Heat are are simply run by Spolstra, and you know, it's it's a coach's team instead of you know a, an all stars team. Uh, so it's a big question mark. With that being said, I'd rather expect him to do worse than he did last season. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on this too. I think he he's going to be the guy down there in Miami. Um, Spolstra knows how to handle big personalities, um, and uh, I think it might work. And I think he might be right the same level next year. I, I think I'm willing to to be. Able I to think that's just safe. That's that's still safe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 16. A bit of a surprise, at least on a per game basis, and not play that many games last year was Robert Covington. Uh, has the stats set in the all-around game to be a top, I would say, top 30 player every year. But uh, 16, can you repeat that? No, I think, okay, he played 35 games, and to yeah. me that's too small of a sample size. Um, those were excellent games, but um, I don't think he can sustain 2.4 threes per game and 2.1 steals per game mm-hmm. throughout, let's say, a 70 to 72 game season. So uh, I think those numbers are a bit bloated. So I think he'll finish worse. But you did highlight his his floor, which is somewhere in the top 30, 35 maybe. And I think that's that's where it would be a good spot to take him for value. Yeah, I, I mean, if he falls to the uh, fourth round, I would take him without thinking about it. Third round, yeah. I, would, I, would, I would, I don't know. But fourth round, yeah, I would definitely take him. Um 17 last year was Rudy Gobert. This will be interesting. New um, point guard in town with Mike Conley. What do you think about him next season? Around the same. I mean, I don't think Gobert's ever going to crack um, top, you know, first round value, but he's going to be a second round mainstay as far as um, ADP and, and, and actual value provided. So uh, as long as Gobert stays healthy, he's going to be a, a force on the blocks and boards categories for years to come. I agree. I think he's very safe there. Uh, I would take him in the mid-second round without thinking twice about it. Um, this guy, though, I've always avoided in all my drafts, um, and that's uh, Andre Drummond at 18 last year. His percentages at the free throw line. Although Gobert is not a whole lot better, Drummond seems to just tank it completely. Um, what are your thoughts on him this coming season? Um, yeah, I've I've drafted Drummond only a couple of times, and in the in the handful of times I've drafted him, it was in seven cat leagues where we don't play with percentages, so he's actually a stud there. Uh, but as far as the the area that we're talking about, which is nine cat, I think he will. I think he's actually going to stay the same. He's going to be a top 20 guy. Why? I, I'm sold. I think that the work ethic that he's putting in 
towards improving his you know his success rate at the line is 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 coming up with dividends and it's he has steadily improved to his credit over the last couple of seasons and i think he might do so again and that's actually the only thing holding him back well last season we saw a good improvement in blocks after a dip in 2017-18 so i think that this is his sweet spot but this is also his ceiling yeah, uh, 59% last year from the line. By comparison, Gobert was 64. So not a whole lot different um, in terms of volume. I think uh, Gobert took a, about one more game. But um, I would not be surprised. You're right. He's working really hard on it. If Drummond could get to 65%, that wouldn't shock me. Um, so perhaps he actually finishes above Gobert or right around there once again. Uh, last year, 19 was an aberration on a per-game basis. Uh, his name was Jakar Sampson. You probably don't know him. That's because he only played four games. And that is why we are going to move on to number 20, Kemba Walker, now in Boston. Can he keep this up? He's no longer uh, the only guy or the only option anymore. What do you think his value is going to be this year? I think um, the losses, the gains will offset any losses that he may have. Um by, and by that, I mean if there is a slight dip in scoring, it's going to be made up in better shot selection. I think that uh, Walker uh, adding to his rate of pick and rolls in uh, with the Celtics will improve his efficiency, which does bode well for his value. So that said, I, I, I think Walker's pretty much going to hold the same value. Oh, that's interesting. Um I have him down slightly. I am worried about the sharing of the ball aspect. I agree with you. His percentage may go up, but I just worry that uh, the points come down much more than um, people are banking Fair enough. On. Yeah. yeah that's a, that's a fair because you've got scorers in Cantor, Tatum, and Jalen Brown who are all capable of putting up something like 16 to 18 points per game, and that's more mouths to feed. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Walker, who's going to be feeding those mouths and <laughs> improving to 6.5 assists per game from 5.9? Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be very close. I think I would take him. I would not be uh, I would not be worried if I took him at the end of the second round, but he's probably someone I might pass on. Uh, last year on a per-game basis, in a much different situation this year, is Chris Paul now with OKC as of this recording. That could change. At any moment, although his contract might be too hard to move. Um, wow. 21st on a per-game basis. Did not play all that many games. 58 last year. Uh, what do you think about this year, Eric? Worse. Um, it's it's sad that he got stuck in a team that's rebuilding. And he's, he's one of those aging championship chasers. He's obviously not going to be able to do that with the Thunder uh, I don't know how motivated he's going to be there. It, it's a matter of that. I think he was helping will the Rockets to victory last season because, you know, the hunger was there. But he's simply not going to be that hungry on a team that's pretty much tanking considering all the all the draft picks that they, they, they have. So I'm not very optimistic that he'll um, finish with top 20 value. Uh, I think he's going to fall significantly. 
Yeah, what, what round would you would you would he have to fall to before you drafted him? Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm uh, I, I'm very biased. I don't think um, he's gonna play sixty games, so he 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 gets uh, penalized a lot as far as I'm concerned. He'll obviously be taken before the fifth round, but I'd I'd prefer to take him after. Wow. Okay. So you're probably won't going to own him anywhere. Um, exactly. So yeah, it's a pass for me. Sorry, Chris. But <laughs> no. I think we'll get over it. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think he'll be okay. But um, this next player is someone who I'm very curious about because I I really don't know where to rank him because of all the changes in his in his uh, team team makeup, and that is Drew Holiday uh, at 22 last year. What do you? Um, I'm nervous about him this year. I like him, but I'm nervous. What are your What are your thoughts on Holiday? I like him, and I think he's going to be better. Oh wow! I think okay. yes, yes. Okay. Uh, the Pelicans added talent. Most of the talent is young talent. So what are they going to do with this young talent? They're going to use this young talent to develop, and they're going to be developing by complementing their superstar, and that's Drew Holiday. Um, and that's how they're going to learn. That's how they're going to learn to play as a team. But yeah, you've got Zion Williamson, et cetera, et cetera. They're all young. And he's going to be their leader. He's going to lead by example. Um, and the the Pelicans fly as Holiday flies. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I just don't know how they're going to spread the minutes and how these guys are going to fit together. 22 seems like a ceiling to me for him. So, I, I mean, you're – I would not – I mean, I could be wrong. He could get a little bit better. I don't know how much better he can get uh, fantasy-wise. I am probably going to stay away from him if he gets drafted in the second round. Um, next player on the list, number 23, Clint Capella. He's got the new point guard in town. What are your thoughts on he, – is he going to, like, get a rebound this year or is Russell Russ going to take them all? <laughs> well, you pointed it out, buddy. I yeah. think – Capello might take a hit in the rebounding um, category. He averaged 12.6 last season. We might see that probably slide down to maybe 11, hopefully not 10, but that's a possibility given that he's he's got, um, of all people, Russell Westbrook <laughs> sharing with him, you know, jumping for those rebounds. So he'll take a hit there. Um but that said, I think that Capella could, you know, improve on his blocks. I think if he stays away from from fouls more this season, he's going to be a a a force on defense, and that's that's where he's gonna gonna eke out his fantasy value from. Yeah, I think he's pretty safe. Soul at the end of the second round. Um, I'm worried about that percentage again at the line. Um, 63% almost identical to Gobert. So I tend to stay away from him, but uh, I do like what he's going to do this year. I think Houston's going to play really hard, and I think he's going to get a lot of easy baskets, um, as he has in the past. Uh, number 24, end of the second round on a per-game basis, was LeBron James. <sighs> Where do you hmm. think? Uh, the free throw was just killer last year, 66%, 7.5 per game. Everything else was solid, uh, aside from, of course, all the resting. Don't expect that this season. Do you expect um, LeBron to get uh, better than the last pick in the second round? Yes. Yeah. I think um, there's 
well, off the top, there's in almost every league you're gonna have X amount of Laker fans. Um, they're gonna reach for him. I don't think he's gonna last towards the end of the of the second round, um, regardless of where um, you or I or Yahoo or anyone else values him. Um, fandom will play a, a role in his ADP, and it's gonna drag. You know, be far far earlier than this um but as to where i see him finishing um i don't i think it's a a possibility for him to finish with early second round value i think that he's gonna play hard i think he's gonna do his best to be a one-two punch along with anthony davis and try to make it work and um he has really bought into the idea that um, the Lakers have a legitimate shot of um, competing, if not winning, this season. So, there. Yeah. I'm, I'm just really worried about those uh, free throw percentages. I'll probably – percentage, I should say. I will probably stay away because he'll probably go too early for me. Um, well, that's, that's two rounds in. I don't know if I have time for an entire third round. Um, but let's – We can call it there. I, I think yeah, that I was – I kind of want to do a couple more here because these, these guy players are interesting. So, all right, let's, 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 let's do top thirty. Yeah, that was no, the twenty. Oh no, I was, was going to go three more, three more here. The top three of the third round, if that's okay with you. All right, all right, all right. fine. Yeah, because uh, thirties Clay Thompson, twenty nines Horford. I think we kind of those guys drop a bit, but maybe maybe and a Gallinari's in there as well. So, um, twenty five though. This one is interesting. Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, worse. I'm I'm concerned about the wear and tear. Yeah, he's another year older. I I think that, um, I'm just waiting for that pivot shoe to drop. I mean, at some point the Spurs are gonna have to transition towards developing their younger talent more. I think we're gonna see a lot less of Aldridge and DeRozan moving forward. I mean, they're obviously gonna be faded very incrementally um but they're still going to be faded at some point as the younger guys see more minutes and these guys will be needing more rest so with aldridge who who played a ridiculous 33 minutes per game i think that should go down closer to 30 or maybe 28 to 30 range and with that his you know per Per game numbers going down. Yeah, it's really hard still to pick. A top 50, though, I mean, what's that? Yeah, uh, still a top fifty guy, though. I, it's just that he's not tw- top twenty-five. I, I think a lot of Aldridge's value has um, has it anchored on his efficiency, you know, from his shooting efficiency from the field and the line, and that's you know, and his low turnovers. Uh, all of those, you know, are. You know, have been a factor in keeping his value afloat. Um, it's just that when those counting stats take a dip, we're going to see those numbers go down. Yeah, you're right. He'll get he'll get probably less attempts. He'll probably get fewer attempts, I should say. He'll probably get fewer free throw opportunities um, if he's playing fewer minutes. So all those might take a slight hit. I would probably take him in round four if he's still there. Third round, I'm probably not going to take him just yet. Um, but this next one, I'm curious to see where you think. Uh, 26 on a per-game basis, Miles Turner. Clearly someone who is not on the decline. Where do you think he ends up this year? 
Uh, somewhere around the same or a little bit better, if ever. Maybe play around with late second-round value. Uh, but he is coming off a bounce-back season. So I'm worried that it could be a peak in a peak and valley kind of um, pattern from the guy. So uh, he is still young. He is still improving. Um, I'd like to see him shoot more threes to be uh, a more well-rounded stretch five kind of guy. But it's hard to argue with a guy who roughly led the league in blocks, if I'm not mistaken. So, And, and the fact that he led the league um, in that category while shooting roughly 73 74% from the line there's very little you know i can ask from him um so maybe seeing him score 15 points per game would be a nice bonus um so yeah that's that's definitely um an area i can see him improve so from 26 maybe 24 23 something like that yeah i think you're right i think he holds value or maybe get slightly better. I don't think he'll uh, get much worse. His percentages are too good. His blocking is too good. His He's still a focal point of this team. Uh, young player getting better. This team has a lot to prove. I think he'll play really hard. Um, so, yeah, I, I love his outlook this year. Um, all right, and the last one I do want to finish up with uh, before they get a little bit less interesting to me is Mike Conley at 27. One of my favorite players in the league. A guy, I may root for him more than anybody else out there. Um, now with the Utah Jazz, does his stat set change? And if so, which direction? Mike Conley is going to get worse. Worse? Uh, All right. Yes, worse. Okay. Yes. All right. And this is taking a page out of my learnings from last season. Last season, or at least, sorry, a season or two ago, when Ricky Rubio joined the Jazz I was excited. I thought Rubio was going to come into his own, leaving the shadow of the Timberwolves behind, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and, and bring the Jazz to a new era. All of that fantasy came crashing down on the sheer pace at which the Jazz play. The Jazz simply play too slow. Mike Conley is coming from a, you know, um, a season where the the Grizzlies were running more. They were not that grit and grind team. Obviously, Conley is used to this kind of grit and grind, but his numbers weren't this good then. So I think he's going to fall somewhere, you know, closer to the top 35, top 40, maybe in top 50 Valley, because as with a slower pace, you know, it's not, his numbers aren't going to be as exciting. And he's not, um, you know, gonna keep this up i i think that was uh i think there was a peak for conley actually and it also doesn't help that he's he's still effectively an injury prone player who i'd rather stay away from actually yeah he does have that history um the 21 points last year like you said with pace and all the other scoring around him will come down i don't see his percentages getting that much better um with a fewer shot attempts so yeah i agree with you i think he's probably more fourth round value uh, best case this year. Um, and that is it. We're going to wrap up there. The top 27 of a nice round number to end <laughs> on. Uh, Eric, any final thoughts before we sign off? Um, no, no, that, that was, I, I just have to share that. That was, it was a very fun exercise. I'm glad 
and uh, very appreciative that you have me on for the show. It was a good game to play, and um, and I think it's a good idea for us to be able to share our insight on on guys who were the top thirty ish players from last season on a per game basis, and um, without you know throwing out any real spoilers. Um, give our two cents on the change in the the top echelon of of fantasy value in the NBA. Yeah, and if you want to read about, is it four hundred players on a draft guide, which comes out on yeah. Friday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> four hundred players, team analysis. Uh, I believe it's thirteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Um, you can find it at hoop ball dot com. 12.01 Pacific time, Friday morning, uh, middle of the night, Thursday night. And uh, that includes the B-150. And I believe this price is only through Sunday, and then it, it increases as we get closer to um, fantasy season. Eric, you're at, uh, you're at Fantasy Hoopla, which is a little confusing because it kind of throws me off. It's, there's a P in there, right? It's not hoop. Blah, because we're hoop ball, but you are fantasy H O O P L A. Is that correct on Twitter? Yep, and that's I, correct. Yeah, so give him a follow. He'll answer any questions you have on any of these players we talked about, or any other players you have thoughts about. Um, always, I know you're always uh, willing to share your insight on anyone uh, to Twitter, which is so gracious of you because I know you're very busy this time of year, and then. You can follow me on Twitter at Ball with Neil. Again, we are sponsored by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Please check out their coffee products at HawaiianIsles.com or on Amazon.com. And that is going to do it for Fantasy NBA today for August 22nd, 2019. Tomorrow, Adrian and Coach will be back with, I believe, some more draft analysis, maybe some rookie analysis. And then Dan Bespris will be back on Monday. We'll talk to you guys then. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.